All right, welcome to the Generation Z podcast. Um, today, I'm going to be talking about something that I think is very important and I think needs to be spoken about more and more, and it is the importance of being offensive. Now, before I, I start with this, I just want to say that the title of this, this video or this podcast um, is not meant to deceive you in order to, to gain more viewers, because I know there's a lot of videos and, and podcasts out there that have these type of, you know, articulate titles such as this one that kind of, you know, aim to just simply draw the viewer or listener in, but that's not what, what it's meant to do at all. What it is meant to do is make you think about what it means. So why is it important to be offensive? Well, I think this falls directly in line with the ideology and the supposed rights that we have in the West when it comes to speaking freely, or as, you know, some call it freedom of speech. And, and I say, um, you know, I call it supposed freedom of speech or supposed rights. And I say that because it's very debatable that our freedom of speech is being threatened and is up for grabs of sorts. And I'll get to that a little bit later in this episode. Now, let's think about the ideology behind being offensive. It ranges all the way from, you know, calling someone a cocksucker to just saying something that somebody else might disagree with at the dinner table. Now, if we delve a little bit deeper into this, we will find that being offensive, when we really think about it, is very healthy for everyone in every aspect of life for a large amount of reasons. Mainly because it not only toughens you up as a person when you're the one receiving a crude and rough comment, but it also stimulates conversation that leads to, you know, innovative, progressive, and engaging thought that, you know, by nature of the way that we are made up biologically, it allows us to propel ourselves into a, a higher way of thinking, right? which then in turn results in creativity and coming up with new ideas, which one could argue would be the pinnacle of intellectual thought. Now, the problem is that people become far too emotional within any forum or conversation, and this doesn't allow for anything other than you know blockage, delay, and inconsistency within a debate or a conversation that was intended initially to be unobtrusive and supposed to be innovative in theory, right? So we have to understand that at the end of the day, free thinking and the right to freedom of speech should be just as much allowed as, you know, being able to think within your own mind is. Now, the question then becomes, well, where do you draw the line between freedom of speech and defensive speech? Well, my argument is that you don't, and I argue that it shouldn't, no line should need to be drawn at all because whether it is or it isn't, I'm telling you now, and everyone else can see this, it's not like there's a lack of people, you know, nowadays that speak their mind and use offensive terms. So what the hell's the difference? You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not supporting the use of offensive terminology. Let me get that clear. I'm not supporting the use of any negative terminology directed towards sexism, racism, or classism, or, you know, anything of the sort. Not one bit. However, what I am arguing is that why should there be a line drawn in the sand, so to speak, if a good proportion of the world is already acting and speaking like there isn't? And so I think that people, specifically nowadays, are spending way too much time on attempting to 
dictate and articulate what is offensive and what isn't. And it really stalls people because that energy and thought could be put towards much greater things of importance instead of worrying about how certain genders or cultures should be addressed. And so I believe that certain genders, for example, you know, like, you know, um, people within the trans community should be addressed the way they want to be addressed. And I think that as a respectful person, it would be the morally proper and the ethically upright thing to do to address that person the way they'd like to be called. But to go on Twitter and start tweeting about how you're offended by an action someone did or a statement that someone made, it's like, just, you know, give me a break. Because the reason this bothers me and and feel so wrong is because in order for someone to be offended, you have to be able to think, right? And so what are you going to do, not think? I mean, that just sounds awful. Like, where is the freedom of thinking if you are afraid to be offensive? Because look, let me break it down a little more simply. When you're a human being and you are thinking, but then you realize that in today's society you have to be careful about how you word things, it therefore alters your way of thinking because you are now structuring your thought process around the words that society tells you you're not supposed to use. And so that creates an internal and mental barrier for you within your mind, even though, like even if you don't know it or even if you're not aware of it, you know what I mean? And so I think that this has helped me transition to the point I touched upon at the beginning, which is that if this is the direction that society is going in, which is the sensitivity, you know, the direction of being afraid of stuff and being sensitive to stuff and worrying about being too offensive, how would it be possible for us to consider ourselves people of a society that holds on to the fundamentals of freedom of speech when we have to watch our own words? And so that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like, look, when you're thinking, it's, it's like as though if you're thinking in the context of, that, of what society and many popular forums nowadays, you know, unfortunately agree upon of, of, the, of the direction and the, the way in which you should be thinking and the style, you're essentially walking on glass, so to speak. You know, because, and then if you're metaphorically walking on glass, how the heck are you able to think freely? I mean, it's like, look, would you rather walk into a room that's completely clean and empty, or would you rather walk into a room filled with snakes where you have to watch where you walk? You know, like you're walking on thin ice when you're, when, you, when you're speaking publicly nowadays. And so if you're walking on thin ice when you're speaking publicly, how can you think freely and openly? Because thinking and speaking are intertwined. Because how are you going to speak if you haven't thought about what you're going to say? Right? So how can we, like, the thing is, how can we do that when our thinking is limited, even by the boundaries of the law? And resultingly enough, there's a clear evidential limit to what we were supposed to allow to come out of our mouths. You know, and when there's a limit to what, we're, what is allowed to come out of our mouths, how can we move in, like, that's such a terrible thing, and how, how can we move in this direction without giving up some part of our ability to speak freely and openly? I mean, can, can it not be more clear-cut? That's what I'm trying to understand. And then the problem is that other people join in because it's just the in thing to do, and they want that sense of approval and feeling like they're accepted and whatnot. Now, I, I do think that a lot of what I just mentioned has to do with the fact that 
people who are currently growing up have been so babied and have grown up in the absolute best time possible from almost every standpoint, economically, financially, technologically, and all those things. But this is where we then hit a crossroads. And the crossroads is this. If our parents and our parents' parents have worked so hard to build a life of happiness and freedom and pleasure for their kids and their grandkids and so on, then how do we draw the line between spoiling them and making sure they're tough enough to withstand the horrors and the disasters of the world? Because as I'm sure you've heard many times before, the world is not a friendly place, especially now. And in some cases nowadays, it's, it's argued that the world is more ruthless than ever before. And it's funny because I think that we now have a huge divide between people within society, which is that people are, that are nice nowadays tend to be super nice, but also tend to be extremely sensitive. And people who are rough and tough and all that tend to be mean and ruthless. And I think the problem is that there is no middle ground these days. And I could be wrong, but I can certainly say that this is what I'm witnessing now more than ever before. The sensitive people are super sensitive. Like you can't tap them on the shoulder without them crying. But then on the other hand, the rough people are just real assholes with no remorse and they'll bite your fucking head off the second they get the chance to do it. And so I think this is a very unhealthy thing. And I think that society has lost its ability to find the balance of things. And now, yes, I personally believe that there are exceptions such as you know, racial inequality and whatnot. I mean, certain races and cultures have been treated very unfairly by, you know, the white men in the past. And I think it is far past the time where they should be viewed and treated equally in every sense of the way. Now, with respect to going back to what I said before, growing up spoiled and whatnot, I think that as a parent, it is the parent's job to know when their kids need to experience some type of suffering and when their kids deserve to be rewarded. And too much of either or will most of the time result in a damaged child, you know, who will grow up to either be a, a recluse or grow up to always be looking for social acceptance. So I think parents play a, a massive role in all of this. And don't get me wrong, you always have the odd case out that, you know, regardless of their upbringing, turns out to be pretty damn good. But I can tell you, that's not the case for most kids who grow up with, you know, too much sensitivity or too much damage or, you know, either or, that's for sure. But within society right now, we tend to fall in, in, in the line of having to deal with people who are far too sensitive to every fucking little thing. Like Jesus Christ, like it, and I think I can speak on behalf of a large portion of people when I say that a lot of people are fed up with this sensitivity crap, like partly for the reasons I just mentioned during this episode. You know, like, if we put aside parenting and all that, the question then becomes, do we really have rights of freedom of speech? Particularly in the countries or states that have far left influences within them. Now, let me just say that I tend to actually lean more liberal in a lot of ways, but this is what, it, I think this is probably one of the more important parts of the episode. The reason why I mentioned far left is because there's a difference between having a political perspective but being open to ideas at the same time compared to having a political perspective and being stubborn as a fucking tree, you know? And as terrible as a far-right leaning state or country would be, it is also important to note that it is much easier to draw the line between the conservative view 
and the far right as compared to the liberal versus the far left side of things. And I think whether people want to admit that or not, that is, it, it's pretty undisputed. Now, I'm not trying to turn this episode into a political one. I, we'll save that for another time. But the unfortunate thing is that lawmaking intertwines with all of that. And it intertwines with everything I just spoke about, except for maybe uh, the parenting. But this is probably something I really, wanna, I really want people to hear, if, uh, assuming you're still listening. Now, if lawmaking is intertwined with freedom of speech and regulations and rules and what have you, then I think that lawmaking should have no part in creating laws that come even remotely close to anything pertaining to freedom of speech. And this is because both parties that articulate and create these laws have a different opposing view. And in theory, someone with a leaning point of view should not, under any, under, uh, under any kind of cir uh, circumstances, have influence over a law that has to do with freedom of speech. Now, the question then becomes, if this is the case, and if we take both parties out of this, you know, out of the, out of the lawmaking process with regards specifically to freedom of speech, then who takes over the curation and the creation of these laws? And my answer is, at least my, uh, my personal answer would be nobody. Because the definition of free speech is self-explanatory. It's in the name itself. Freedom. It's in the name. So if you've been following what I've been saying, this is the point I'm really trying to make here. Because far too often have I seen institutions like universities and colleges and private businesses and, and government bodies attempt and fail miserably to dictate what people can and can't say. And in some cases, they've succeeded. And when they succeed, it's a very unfortunate and sad thing. And it needs to change. And it needs to change now because I fear it might already be way too late for society to, to kind of rebalance itself, so to speak. And that's the fear that, that I have, that it might be too late. I mean, you can argue that the whole thing of it's never too late to turn something around. But, you know, I'll, let me give you a quick example. In, in Canada... And I believe this is how Dr. Jordan Peterson gained a lot of his recognition. Um, I think it was Bill C-16. So the, the, um, the Canadian government was attempting to pass a bill or a law that said you need to identify trans people by a certain name and whatnot. Now, if that is not, and I'm not speaking about the trans community, that was just what the bill was about, but if that is not an intrusion of free speech and whatnot, then what is, right? And I, I, I don't agree with Jordan Peterson on some things, but there's a lot of things that he says that I think just make perfect sense that a lot of people these days have forgotten about. Of, uh, have forgotten about. And I think that if, any, if no one has seen it, I encourage people to check out Jordan Peterson railing in, uh, in Parliament against, the, uh, bill, against Bill C-16. And so I think it's important because, again, I cannot stress this enough. When you limit freedom of speech, you limit your way to structure and articulate your thought process. Because when you think before you speak, you're thinking in your mind what words you're going to say that are going to come out of your mouth. And so if there are laws that you then are aware of consciously that block you and barricade you from speaking and vocalizing a certain way then it's going to make you be it's going to make you walk on thin ice as i mentioned before 
when it comes to your thinking. And so I think that the whole ideology behind this is that, like I said, there should be no laws like the, like the Bill C-16 law. This should not exist. And I'm not going against transgenders or anything. I just think it's a moral and ethical thing to do that, uh, in, to address a transgender person the way they want to be addressed. And if someone says that they don't want to, then that is their personal opinion. But that is the purpose of freedom of speech. Right? And so I think at the end of the day, it's important that that is something that is, is noted and, and, and clarified. And I think that that message should be broadcast onto people more, uh, more often than it already is. So if you've made it this far into the episode, I'd like to thank you for watching or listening um, because I feel like this is something I personally needed to get off my chest. And um, I spent hours and hours trying to articulate my notes in the right way in order for me to come across as clear and concise as possible um, so that everyone could understand where I'm coming from. So thank you so much for watching or listening and uh, have a good day.